Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Blue Room Insight Midnight Climax. Today, Darius and I, well, my voice kind of fucked up there. Today, Darius and I are going to be talking about the only men in black. Not yeah. men and black, but men in black. The men in black. The men. The boys and. We mentioned we would be doing something like this during the Mothman podcast. <clears throat> did we? Yeah, we did. We're like, should we do the men in black? And no. then you were like, maybe. So. And then here we are. Yeah, here we are. It's not really a part of the It's school. just the two of us. Yeah, it's just two of us. Just the two of us. I mean, I don't think there's enough information for it to spread around all those people. I mean, realistically, it's just a bunch of encounters. That's all it is, honestly. So, I mean, most of you guys have, I'm sure, heard of the Men in Black. Will Smith. And if you, yeah, if you look it up, that's what you're going to get is yeah, Tommy Lee that's, Jones. That's and, all it and, is. And you actually had an interest in, uh, interesting theory about that. That's what they want you to see. Right. So, like, I ended up uh, trying to dig a little bit, and I just felt like most things that I saw all related to the movie. And I was just like... Even the Reddit is just movie. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's movie fandom. I just, you know, and, and maybe I, that's a I never a realized blip. how much people love that movie. I like the movie. I like the movie. Well, I don't... Uh, first two. The third one's good, too, but it's not my favorite. The third one's super sad. The third sad. one's better than the second one. Yeah, I haven't seen. I didn't watch lot, international, but I do like the first one. The Met, like that's my favorite one. Oh yeah, for sure. I haven't seen international myself, so. But the third one was so sad. It was sad. Oh yeah, that's the one at the ending with his dad. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, like that but one it was, was still, really touching. I like that one though. Still, I like the third one better than the second. I don't remember. It goes one, three, two. The second one with the the woman with the yeah. yeah yeah it was okay. It was okay. That was the first one I saw, actually. I think the second one's the one where Michael Jackson tries to be an agent. Yeah. It almost turned into more into, like, a comedy. We're talking more about the movie right now. I know. All right, well, there's more information on the movie than the actual thing itself. For sure. Uh, Well, we're going to jump you into, basically, the description of these men in black. Uh, I haven't personally found anything where it ever says women in black. It's only yeah, I actually, men. I actually was like thinking about that myself. Like I was looking, like I wanted to be like, okay, like people. And what if there's a woman in black? But there is not. No. At least not that I found. Um, now, obviously, black suits. Uh, well, they say dark to black suits. Right. Um, obviously, it was a different time when all the most of these sightings were going on. So I mean, photographs or anything like that, or it could have been just a dark suit. We don't necessarily know if you're talking talk about the black and white photo yeah that they the, captured right you never know uh but it comes with basically a nice little hat comes on top of that like one of those dress hats like uh, the early adaptions of them i feel like right and the newer ones i feel like it's definitely looking like a super more uh, robot like hats no no i'm talking hat? about like oh. like how they look now like, it's like so what's a robot hat? definitely men in black obviously obviously the uniform has changed over the years Every ten years, they changed the uniform. They went know. from top I feel hats, like it's pretty looking it, like it Mr. Peanut. It, to, well, they weren't top hats. Whatever. They're not top hats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter? The They're same. wearing black. They're like the uh, Winston Churchill used to wear that hat. I don't know what it's. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but they yeah, they used to wear that dark sunglasses where you could not see their eyes. Uh, they would drive black cars, and they'd always be in groups of two or three. Basically, what a lot of people say is they look like they're part of the FBI or the CIA. Um, but there was also strange appearances to them. Uh, some had na- supernatural like features. Uh, there has been 
I, I guess, sightings or interactions of them having glowing eyes or pale dead skin or kind of look like a doll, like a porcelain doll. Right. Uh, so, I mean, there's definitely, like, a lot of crazy stuff to that. I am in a, like, this is adding to the whole entire thing of, like, their parents and all that stuff. Right. Or some of the features that they got. Right. And I had read somewhere, I'm not going to say where because we'll get into that later in the podcast, um, that they can disappear in thin air. Or they can go okay. through walls and all that stuff. So super. So it's not only like these are just people, government agents. There's right. obviously a supernatural occurrence <coughs> to them. Excuse me. They're doing something. At least allegedly. Allegedly. Right. right. Well, so there's there's the thing. I, this stuff's really weird. This yeah. one got me really weird because it sounds like there's so many encounters, but at the same time, there's nothing. Like, But we'll talk about that yeah. at the end. Um, so we're, we're going to dive right into the first encounter. 1947 june 27th which that is the only thing about this encounter that never changed <laughs> was the date for some reason the date was always on uh you got the other one right like i did i was so I, did you i did the sun and the dog and, and i got the workers oh great that's yeah. awesome i'm so happy that worked out that way okay so a man named harold Dahl, his son and a dog was in like on a boat near maury island in washington and that's Washington State. I just want to say one thing before you continue with the story. There is actually two things that stay the same about this story. And I'll say one of them. Oh, okay. The what? The, the, the donut. Okay. The I was going to say next. He saw six donut-shaped objects above his boat. So two things. And that is it. These are the only... The date and the six donut-shaped <coughs> objects. Okay. Three. There was a boat. That's... Oh. Maury <laughs> Island. Four. Water. Water. Okay. So now we're hey. nitpicking. <laughs> Harold Dahl. All right. So, uh, there was six donut-shaped objects above his boat. One of these objects began to felt, like, fall down from the sky, and, it, and with it, it brought, like, metal debris. Uh, the debris hit his son and also the poor little puppy, which is Didn't sad. Didn't it kill the puppy? It, okay, so the son had injuries on his arm, and the dog, however, did not survive. Yes. Which, you could probably trade that out. I'd be happy with the dog. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just honestly, that's the better of the situation. It could have been the opposite. Yeah, yeah I suppose. the dog broke his leg. You probably have to put it down anyways back then. Wow, that actually sucks. Bang like, thinking back died. then, in 1947, they probably would put the dog down. Yeah, they would. Because it's, it's yeah. a useless dog to them. That sucks. Yeah. All right, so, uh, but, so, Harold was able to take photographs of the, and I'm going to put in quotations, UFO. Right. Which he showed later to his boss or supervisor, oh, Fred Crisman. Way different story. Really? Oh, this is gonna be great. Uh, being a skeptic, this uh, Fred man, the Fred guy, he went back to the scene of the incident and saw the UFO with his own eyes. Okay. Right. So the next morning, Harold Dawn was visited by a guy in a black suit. Just one though, which was kind of weird. Uh, the man in a black suit was able to recount the situation that Harold went through. Like he was there, and it was all in incredible detail. So now you have a guy that just showed up, oh, and I'm pretty sure they went to a diner together. So they had breakfast, and he just showed up and was able to tell Harold what happened, not the other way around. So Harold didn't have to say anything. This man told Harold. Uh, the man in black said, what I have, and this is, quote, what I have said is proof to you that I know a great deal more about this experience of yours than you will want to believe. And that was a quote right from the book, 
they knew too much about flying saucers, which came out in 1956 from Gray Barker. But, you know, that was basically it from that situation. Obviously, right. he was told not to say anything about his experience. Um, later on, it was discovered that it, they said it was a hoax, and both Dahl and Fred Crimson said it was a uh, hoax. So they both admitted to it, which sound a little weird. But that was that first encounter. And Crimson wasn't involved in the beginning of the boat Who? that, right? Who? Crimson. He was the the he wasn't he was told about it after everything happened. Oh, okay. So and then he went to go check it out. This is a completely different story from what I've. Okay, so now tell me your other story. Because so I also how saw story, a couple stories. I just went with the one that I saw the most. The one I saw, or the one I was explained to, because I I watched videos and I looked at it, and this is right. the one that really. Just yeah, I saw a couple of videos it. too that and also talk about the, the work on the water. When you're just looking at YouTube, this is a story that's going to come on. Like yeah. this is always the story. I'm pretty. Is that the one though? Is it about the so, workers? Yeah. yeah. So we'll Her- get into it. Harold Dahl and Fred Crimson. Okay. So from this point of view, it, they're both on the boat together. Like, they're together. Yeah. Did the, was the son and the dog there? There was no son or dog. Okay, so that's crazy. And they're working at a harbor as patrolmen, okay. gathering logs. Okay, so no, they were so Harold was gathering logs as right. a conservationist, right? So I mean that part I guess was the same. Yeah, uh, they saw six donut-shaped objects. Also the same. Also the same. Uh, they divided, like they. So I guess the donuts, like if you were looking at the sky as them, uh, you would just see them like basically they started moving around and all that yep. doing weird stuff, and eventually they dropped a lava-like substance on them. Oh. A very heavy lava-like substance. So almost like a, like, melted aluminum. Right. Like, you know, it dropped on them and uh, it broke a crewman's arm. Not a dog's arm, but a crewman's arm. Well, it was a son arm. The son's arm, the dog. Oh died. my bad. <laughs> yeah. I was getting the the joke right, story. Right. story. Yeah. Head. Anyway, yeah. So basically, the son is replaced with a worker. There is no dog, and um, and so in this version of the story, like they were saying that. Or basically, Harold Dahl had claimed that the next day he was warned by Men in Black. So, it didn't go as deep into detail of what like went on between them two, but he basically said that he was warned by him. I feel like in this version of the story, the Men in Black was a lot more aggressive than the Men in Black in your story. Right. Um, what basically happened, though, and this is this is supposed to be like the official story, is that after Harold Dahl had witnessed all that stuff he contacted a reporter by the name of kenneth arnold and kenneth arnold had contacted the air force after all this okay uh the air force actually had investigated it and discovered that it was aluminum that dropped on them okay so this actually went into a whole thing yeah and it was aluminum that dropped on them and they claimed that it was a hoax and the reason why they claim as a hoax is because i did read somewhere and this was a wholly different thing it wasn't uh, a part of the same video and all. So I don't know how true this is, but Harold Dahl has a history of hoaxes, of UFOs. This isn't his first time uh, huh. in this subject. Right. UFOs. Harold Dahl was? Because I thought Albert Bender. Or my bad, not Harold Dahl, but Crimson. I didn't mean Crimson? Harold... Yeah, it's Crimson. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Well. Yeah, Crimson. Correct. It was definitely... A weird scenario. 
the first story you know so it's just it's it's all over the place like there's no actual it is. story it's as if you're like the divide to two people yeah. in like a room it's basically like them playing what happened. telephone yeah and the the everything just gets separated uh it is really hard to look back because how long it was i mean this is the same year roswell happened 47 yeah is that what happened? yeah that's really yeah roswell was in 47 hey look 47 <laughs> yep dang sweet so uh well we'll jump ahead to 1953 um there they started basically we don't know obviously who the men in black are so these are going to be just cases of men that are trying to infiltrate like ufo groups or anything like that that just kind of gave off a government e-vibe so there was a man named richard Doughty. You know what? I'm not going to get there yet. Let's talk about Albert Bender. Oh, actually, I do have stuff on Albert Bender. Uh, he was an author of Flying Saucers and the Three Men, which came out in 1962. Very, really the Silver up. Bridge, which is about Mothman in 1970. Ooh, Mothman. Yeah. Butterfly Boy. Butterfly Boy. I never thought he would come back. Not in this scenario, but it did. With John Keel, right? That's his name? Yeah, John, John Keel. Okay, so this uh, these men... Basically, Albert Bender was visited by Men in Black and was told not to t uh, investigate UFOs anymore or anything like that. Uh, he also investigated, obviously, the Mothman conspiracies yeah. and Mothman prophecies, like with that story with John Keel. Now, the thing with that is, is that, and you can also look this up, uh, John Keel and uh, Albert Bender apparently are not very trusted within the UFO conspiracy community. ufo yeah. uh anything supernatural trying to make money right that's what they're saying about it but right. i definitely will say that uh john keel was also you know approached by these men in black right and he was also told basically to leave and whatever <laughs> what everybody off. gets told right i mean what everybody gets told so it was really uh, intriguing to see those both come in. So basically, once people start seeing the Mothman a lot in uh, West Virginia, Point Pleasant, uh, everybody was just like getting all these visits. Uh, there'd be the woman who got the visit that saw, that like talked to other people that experienced it. It was just a really weird situation. But apparently, that was one of the bigger, that time frame, that was one of the bigger cases of Men in Black being there. Right. was in Point Pleasant during the Mothman, uh, you know, fun time. Who knows, like, what that was, you know? Right. The fact that there was, like, Men in Black stories about that. But that's when it's, like, so do you think they are are real? Do you think they're doing this on purpose to shut people up or to talk about these things? Like, to make it sound real, but it actually is fake? Like, you know? Like, who knows what's going on now? But now, uh, talk about your man with Albert Bittner. What you got? Uh, well, basically, it's just basic notes of what I got of him. I know that he was an early victim of right. like the whole entire Men in Black thing. Um, did you know that he formed uh, the International Flying Saucer Bureau? I did. In 1952? Yep. And it was shut down the next year? I did, yep. Yep, because he was apparently approached by three men. And I guess... I guess what happened was, and I don't know how true this is, but he was told about the truth of UFOs, 
and it didn't get into the specifics of what he was told about the UFOs, but he claimed that he knew the truth of UFOs. Right. Like, straight after this, and he... Okay, so he's a very broad guy, and I don't know how I feel about him, <laughs> um, because, I mean, he claimed that these men in black came from the planet, what is it, Kazik? I don't even know how to say it. It's... Did you hear about that? I the haven't. Planet, you did not hear about that? No. Planet Kazik? Planet Kazik. Yes, Planet Kazik. And I don't know how, you know, I don't know where he would get that from, um, but I don't know. I mean, his stuff was documented by Gray Barker, which I'm sure you've heard of too. Cause he well, yeah, we John, mentioned that. And he got beginning. a phone call. Like, right. apparently John Kill got a phone call from him Yeah. and the Mothman Prophecies book. Right. And uh, which he wrote UFO Land by anybody wanting to know, which <laughs> documents all this stuff. Um, and that was three years later after all this, by the way. Right. So, uh, I don't know. He also said some, <laughs> like, there's, so the thing is about the men in black thing is there just isn't so much, there isn't a lot detail. It's like, I feel like in order to figure out more stuff, you have to search out into places that you wouldn't think right. would be involved with it. You know, I, I, I looked into, uh, the Barney Hill case with the UFO and all that. Yeah. Looking to see if the men in black, because I believe I had read somewhere that the men in black were involved with it, but I couldn't find it, you know. Uh, so they, it's not necessarily documented, but like it's been told that the reason why Barney Hill died was because of the men in black. Kinda, like right. a situation. Um, there was a situation and I cannot remember the, I guess quote unquote victim. <laughs> But the man, it was, I want to say it's one of these guys that we're already talking about. And he showed him a coin. And, yeah. the co like, the men in black man made the coin disappear. Right. And then he told the man, you have no coin. Like, Barney Hill has no heart. So, it was basically to say, shut up. Or this is, you, the same thing is going to happen to you. Um, for some reason, I really cannot remember who it was. I really want to say I think it was Albert. Albert. Okay, I want to say it was Bender. Yeah. Bender? Okay. But, uh, so we're going to move on now to Richard Dottie. All right, so this man, he was kind of like what I was saying about these uh, men in black kind of just getting everywhere and spreading, in a sense, like misinformation or just letting out too much to kind of control what that maybe what like community, right, what the public yeah. thought. So he infiltrated these UFO circles. He gained their trust. He basically told them, I'm the government. I'm going to tell you what we know, and you tell us what you know. Right. So obviously, especially in uh, around the 50s, people are going to kind of like, they trust the government for the most part. Communism sweeping in. You know, there's a, they're out. <laughs> they are, uh, they're, they're going against Russia and all this other, so the cold, wars like about to start really kicking up but anyways uh he was able to get the voices of the community so like if people were getting too close to knowing a top secret item or a top secret weapon or a top secret base or anything like that he was able to inform the government whatever it was air force army something most likely at the time and like they would swoop in and they would stop it and which was really sneaky. All right. But like he, he was able to do that. And then also not only that, 
he was able to fish them stuff, like tell them things, and the community would talk about it. So then that like started rallying up things. So he was basically, at one point, they actually said like he was trying to make the Soviets think America was talking with aliens. Because to a point, like that's like an edge. Like, oh my gosh, could you imagine the Soviets thinking that we're talking to aliens? Like they're going to be like, well, we want to talk to aliens. Right. But th- because that's how crazy things were. Um, now, it is, it is crazy. But like it, this man Dottie, he was basically telling these people just anything like he was attaching uh he would have pilots attach lights to their helicopters or planes just to fool civilians like this was like which is crazy to me now um there's actually a a man that like it got personal kind of with his name was paul benowitz uh he started investigating ufos and other phenomenons well Dottie started feeding him lies and basically they, which was funny because Paul lived right across from the base that uh, Dottie was at. Well, he became obsessed and his family literally checked him into a psychiatric facility. He drove this man insane with the things that he was doing, like, and telling him. So, like, he was messing with him with the lights. He was feeding him, like, aliens are real and all that stuff. Sounds like MKUltra. Right. That's, in a sense, like, I was kind of feeling that. Um, then Dottie also and almost admits which is weird but that's what it said to having a hand in leaked classified documents such as majestic 12 which if you guys don't know what that is that is truman uh that's from president truman and it was to recover and investigate spacecraft or speak or anything involving spacecraft basically there was 12 people involved um but he does deny the involvement not truman but dotty dotty denies the involvement in project serpo which claimed 12 american military personnel paid a secret visit to an alien planet in the uh, zeta ridiculi system now this is where this gets interesting okay so the zeta ridiculi system is the same the same star system that barney hill and betty hill sketched while they were under hypnosis so that was like where that kind of got in so it's like kind of crazy right now the fact that Apparently, Project Serpo is an alien world. Uh, I'm not sure how far away it is. Uh, basically got into, like, they were good with us and we were good with them. Allegedly, they were the aliens that crossed out Roswell. And uh, we made connections with them, demands or whatever else, because allegedly, again, <laughs> right. one alien survived the Roswell crash and it was able to connect us with... Uh, Serpo and all that stuff kind of fell through. Just a little nugget here. Uh, that will be our next Midnight Climax episode because it was so interesting to get into. So and that's just the tip of the iceberg for that. So oh, that, yeah. That that category. It's going to be insane. Right. This is like a little tidbit of that. Like, we have dimensions of this planet. Like, it's crazy. Apparently, this planet is like a Mothman came from here. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Uh, I think they said Mothman is like a reptilian and came from underground and had like wings. It's so weird. Like when you get into that stuff. Yeah, I saw that the other day. It was weird. But um, anyways, so it just seems like there's a lot of people like, you know, talking or not talking about it. And it just, 
they all for some reason connect like the fact that the Zeddy Ridiculi system ended up connecting with uh, Barney Hill, Betty and Barney Hill, and then and then also not uh, like not to mention the Mothman conspiracies matching back up with the Men in Black, and then everything else that's happening, or the Roswell incident and this coming together. It's almost like a it's a full circle. It's an intricate web right. full of everything, kind of like what we talked about with. MK Charles Ultra, Manson, yeah, and uh, right. Yep. So, so like that's why this subject got really cool. But that's like the other thing. Like, what are they here for? Are they here to scare people? I feel not like the this talking? goes into a broader, though, a way oh, yeah. broader web than that. It's just harder. But like, does it get people to not talking, or does it get people to talk? Like, what are they there for? Are they there to spread misinformation, or they they're just kind of that leak is discussing uh, Mirage Men. Yeah. So yeah. there is a documentary called Mirage Men. Uh, if you guys haven't watched it, I definitely recommend it. Um, I didn't really take anything from that because I wanted to do a, I felt like it was kind of easy right right. but you guys should definitely watch it it's better than this <laughs> but I mean it is pretty good um, but we can get into some other really cool uh, things I'm, a, I'm in a timeline so I'm going to jump right. to the next timeline uh, it's 1958 and uh, J. Edgar Hoover who was head of the FBI actually sent out an investigation on the men in black uh basically some people and i want to say oklahoma city uh made complaints about people coming to their homes dressed like these these men in black and they wanted it to stop so j edgar hoover uh put out an investigation basically the top number one cop in the world like really the fbi is basically the police that's him Right. He's the number one investigator right now in our country. And he could not figure out anything about these. But he did say one thing. That they existed and he did not know who they, like, uh, basically were. They, took. They weren't associated right. with the FBI like most people Right. Say. Or, but they, or he didn't know who uh, they took their orders from. They didn't know. He just didn't know. But he said they existed. Right. Which is crazy, because what happens if they do exist and they actually are part of the military? J. Edgar Hoover just said all that stuff to kind of, you know, scratch his back. But I mean, it is apparently like he said they exist, right? So, uh, I, I mean, mean, apparently the subject made him upset. Yeah, like well, it made him upset because uh, he couldn't figure out who they were right. or who they operated under. Like, what was it? You like know, he had no control. Exactly. And we know the FBI. Right. <laughs> or the CIA. That's all they want is control. I mean, hell, they fight each other. Right. That's the whole reason why the DIA came in. Which we get to talk about that in Planet Serpo. But, um... Planet Serpico. Serpo. I know. <laughs> and you guys would be surprised at what JFK has to do with all that. It is insane. Like, I thought Truman was the alien guy. No. <laughs> I'm not... Well, I'm not sure yet. We'll find right. out. Anyways, so on to the next date... Now, obviously, like these are just ones that really spoke out to me. They're not all the, uh, I encounters. I feel that the Men in Black topic has a lot of. Uh, it's very spotty when it comes to its history. It's like literally time yeah. jumps. Whereas yeah. other subjects we've touched over literally goes by dates, like months, right. years. You know, this is like straight ten years later. Yeah, it, and I'm about to jump another basically a uh, decade. Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> So, from 1958 to 1972, March 17th, 1972, there was a Navy ship, and uh, it was off the Florida coast. Um, 
the ship and their sailors experienced a UFO. And they saw it in the night sky. Everybody came off out from under the deck, all that kind of stuff. They started taking pictures of it. Uh, the captain, I suppose. One of the main guys called it into the, uh, the, their base, the port or fort, however you want to say it, uh, came back and told them, hey, like we've experienced this, this is what's going on, and they asked them to come back. So now they come back to Miami. At least I think it was Miami. <laughs> they come back from, oh my gosh, <laughs> they come back from the sea over here to talk about it. The first thing that happens, the whole ship is contained at this moment. Nobody's allowed to leave and they all have to stay there. These two men come on the boat, men in black, and they interrogate every single sailor on that boat. And they all, also they take orders from them. They like, they don't know who they represent. They have no idea what's going on, but they take orders from these two men. And they take every single piece of evidence they could, all the photos, everything. They just, and then they, they just took it. But they talked to every single man on that ship, which is crazy. And it was, it was so, it's so crazy to me because it took 40 years from that event for someone to even speak up about it. So I definitely like that story. That was a really cool one. I, uh, <coughs> <coughs> One of the stories that I had read actually goes back in time, not really that far. It actually takes place in 68. Okay. So, you know, a couple years before all this. Yeah, right. Not that long. Um, now, it took place in Yorkshire, England. Okay. Yeah. Wait, where? Yorkshire. Yorkshire? Is that okay. how you say it? Yorkshire, England. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. You know? It's a shire. It's a shire. But anyway... Like, not going into, like, details and all that. I will just describe it of what happened. Um, a girl by the name of Adele. Like, she was young at the time. Uh, I don't remember the age of it exactly. Uh, let me see here. Oh, it's right. It's 16 years old. So, she was 16 years old. Uh, she was home. Uh, and if I remember right, her dad wasn't home. And basically, she had a knock on the door. She answered the door. A man dressed in black, you know, nice suit. White undershirt, basically the description of right. It's very generic, you know. Right. Uh, although she did say the suit didn't fit him well, I guess he was a salesman <laughs> or was claiming to be a salesman. Okay. Um, apparently, you know, it was hot outside, he was sweating, he wiped his face, and it appeared that the makeup went off of his face and went onto his hand. And under that makeup was very, very dead skin, like pale, right. dead skin. He had a very uh, unhinging smile she said like it was very disturbing right he seemed very odd like didn't bring the good vibes right you know um, he asked for a glass of water spun around a couple times being all weird she got him a glass of water he took like one sip and said thank you he asked for her father and basically she just said no and all that ran to the living room and when she ran to the living room, the guy walked away, and apparently lights started flicking around her room, and weird things are happening, and it stopped. Huh. Like, it was weird. Um, I do not know the source of this, like, specifically, right. but this is just one of the things I read. And it was, you know, it was under the category of men in black. 
I don't know if it's actually connected to Men in Black, but it did seem to have like some things that were similar to the Men in Black. Right. But there was no... See, the thing is, is before I read about the lights, I wasn't really like, this is just like some schizophrenic right. knocking on the door, you know, being all weird, um, having an unhinged smile, asking for water. It is. I mean, it is a hot day outside. Maybe I was going to say, maybe I, maybe I he was, was thinking sell, of like a pedophile. Like, yeah. Like, maybe, I was thinking like maybe he was trying to like, yeah. <laughs> Like, but um, got some cookies. Well, there was also a lot of stories of these men with these encounters not being able to eat like Jello, right? They oh, were really? like trying to drink the Jello, which I mean, you can if you try hard enough. But like, there was like time, or like uh, they didn't know how to use like a fork and knife. Huh, the aliens didn't give me an update yet. Yeah, <laughs> but like there was just like these weird things going on, or like they were too tall, right. or like the whole eye thing, like eyes would start glowing through their glasses, or I, just I mean, would glow. Some descriptions say that they didn't even have ears. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Or like their nose was really small. Or like, like it was kind of like the, up under their eyes, their eyes are sunken. Yeah, their eyes are sunken. Or they would glow. So, I have a this guy apparently vanished in thin air too. So it's like it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. As he takes a big yawn. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry. It is midnight It's climate. been busy. All right, so I have one more story. And then we'll, I guess we'll go into just topic. Like, just discuss. So Union, Maine, 1981. Another decade. <laughs> Laura Dent. Oh, once a decade, they visit. Oh, basically. She moved to a farm with a family. Uh, she basically, she starts waking up at night. Uh, uh, this is like the first night. She wakes up one night to a bright lights outside her window. It continues happening a couple days after. On the third day, uh, she sits outside, like on her like porch, with binoculars. Well, the lights come again. She looks over, and it's in the field, like a cornfield. And it's a hovering disc. And the disc ends up landing. Now there's three beings were outside the disc. So, and she's seeing them. Well, once the beings kind of like realized that they're being watched or they just kind of had this weird sense, they just, they got back in and left. So they, that was it. The next morning she showed her father what happened here, like with these, I guess this UFO, and it left a crop circle. Well, her father didn't exactly react in a, like, oh my gosh, we gotta go tell people and stuff. He actually cut it all down. He mowed the whole field. <laughs> That's a very, like... So that was, like, really weird. It kind of, kind of fuck around. It does remind me... <laughs> it does remind me of it. So, like, I definitely... That whole, like, scenario, it does kind of... Like, the father is just clueless. He doesn't really... Yeah. Or he doesn't care. A lot of this actually kind of reminds me of it. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Like, it's yeah. just very spontaneous and weird. But, uh... Don't mind the mop bucket. <laughs> but, so... He mows over the crop circle, and he basically erases it. So her family goes out of town the next day, and she stays home. So she's outside, and she notices this black car pulling up. The first thing she notices, it doesn't have any plates. So she kind of runs, and she runs into, like, a, a building. She watches this black car pull up, and two men in black suits get out they start approaching the field where the crop circle was like they knew it was there they start taking samples from soil from the bent crop from all that stuff which is kind of weird because it's like how the hell do they know well she was hiding and the next thing she knows it was the next day 
She lost 24 hours. It was 24 hours later. She lost this 24 hours. It was the next day. So it's similar to the Betty and Barney Hill. Yeah, like basically. But she had 24 hours of missing time. Um, now when she came to, she had this triangle-like birthmark on her hand that was not on her hand before. It was kind of, they say like a like it could have been metal. They don't really know. Uh, but anytime she touches it, she got a vision of the men. And then she would get a vision of them telling her, do not remove this piece or do not talk and do not talk about what she saw. So she's just trying to gather her thoughts like, what, what in the hell is going on here? But uh, that's crazy. Like, but that actually got invested, investigated by the government too. Right. So that was pretty crazy. Uh, I definitely, everything that I read, it was very weird and there's just a lot of stories and it just sounds not made up but it just no it sounds but i feel like weird. there's a lot of made up out there so what do you think what do you feel these men in black are so basically i think that you know like reading into the fbi investigating into it and all that i do think that they're real but i don't know if i think like i don't know like you I, think they're supernatural no. You I think, think they're just people? I think they're people. Like, I, I think they're just they're people that... Do you believe in aliens? Yes, I believe in aliens. Yeah? Yeah, I believe Do in aliens. Do you believe that they've came to our planet? Yes. Yeah. But, like, it's not in the way of, like, what most people think, you know? Like, do you think... I'm very skeptical, but, like, I'm also not. Like, right. it's in the middle. Um, so you don't think that they're running under any, like, shadow government? Maybe. Like, that's honestly how I feel. It's like, maybe, you know? It's just I feel like there's not... There's, I don't know. I'm very skeptical about everything about it. Like, I, I obviously, I feel like, yes, they're a hush-hush group. They're trying to hush people down. Do you think they're trying to hush people? You yes. don't think they're trying to uh, make people talk and bring this up even more? I mean, I've read multiple things. I read one thing that could be connected to, uh, it could be connected to or associated with the international banking interest of, like, like people, like, basically hush people down because if they they believe that if it's if people keep on thinking that way they're gonna be against technology right or like the movement because at the time technology was like and still is but it's even more it was more drastic back then i right. feel changing and, and especially, especially to people that grew up with the technology of the times and you know with things changing so fast you know you know yeah it makes sense you know what i mean right and it's so back then i feel like it was more sensitive of topic you know you know, do you like technology? Do you not like technology? Do you like the old ways? You know, so I feel right. like that could be one way. Well, that could be one thing. They could be, you know, they could be just a small business of people. Like, you never know. It could be just associated. I like to think that they're part of, like, the shadow government. I think they want us to know the truth. And I think they scare us or anything like that, basically, to... Make us want more? I think so. Really? Like in a sense, yeah. I think it's like I do think it's like a misinformation kind of movement, but at the same time, I think that like I think they're trying to get people to know the truth. You think they're from Planet of the Kazig? No, I don't know. However, though, I think you think Kazig is actually Serpico. I have no idea. Maybe <laughs> we'll get into that another time. Uh, I do think I think some of the Men in Black are extraterrestrial. Really? And I also think some are human. So it's like the movie. Oh, well, no, they're well, all human in the movie. No, they're, they, they have, like, agents, I think. They're aliens. Oh, yes, they do, because yeah. in the second one, there was like, hey, yeah, man, how's that going with you? Like, yeah. he's asking the alien, he's like, it's all right. What is his name? I don't know. Seven. 
Just something like that. They do, uh, no, they, uh, in the movie, it's like their name. J. J, yeah. And like stuff like that. So, and, but in real life, apparently, or whatever. They go by numbers. They go by numbers. Yeah. But anyways, I definitely think that this is more of a, I don't think anybody would know. I've seen that movie in 10 years. It's been a really long time since I've seen The Men in Blacks. But yeah, I just don't think, no, I don't think anybody knows. Like, I just don't. There's not enough. Like, maybe I just didn't look at the right places. Because, you know, I try to, to, I try to go deep into it. I think. But there's just. I think we have to all, dive more into books. Maybe this is a subject we can touch like on I later. Said, I feel like this subject is more belonging to other subjects. And this is maybe a smaller subject of a bigger thing. Yeah. So maybe we're just seeing a small picture of something that's actually. I mean, it's definitely touched on different things. Oh, yeah, definitely. So. I found more information out by reading stuff about, like, Hoover than I did about actually looking up the real thing. Yeah, or, like, uh, Mothman. Right. Like Mothman, Mothman, is much that should, no, Mothman actually basically told me everything about what they are, who they are, what the they do. The the book is about them. The intimidation of it. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's no moths until probably the ending. Not really. That's only, like, a chapter or two. Mothy Man. Moth Butterfly He's, Boy. I saw him on the bridge. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely, this was definitely a cool one. Uh... It just didn't have a lot of information. But the information I did find was exciting. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, like, it was like, holy shit. Like, they could actually be true. The FBI says they're true. But that's the other thing is, like... Like, if... I mean, here's the well, thing. Well, if they're against our government. If they're real, they did a very good job of concealing themselves. I mean... They did. Yeah. By the way, that that other night, whenever you are having problems with your phone... Oh, yeah. Whenever you were looking up this whole entire Yeah, thing, that was weird. Literally, like, four days later, or no, a couple days ago, my phone just turned off. Stopped working. And like it wanted to turn on for like thirty minutes. That's weird. And it wanted to charge at all. And then as soon as it turned back on, it was like normal. Like now, obviously that happens with iPhones, but it's just kind of weird that happened yeah. at the same time. I do have the Samsung. Like okay, probably so. coincidence, but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, that night it like froze, and and it didn't. And then I was looking, I was researching into this, and it just froze. And then it's that ad. It was the the Chris Pratt. Ad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Does your man need, or does your body need? I don't know. Talking, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was crazy. And then my phone played it like literally a couple. Yeah, minutes and later. then a couple minutes later, and then yours ended up doing it. Maybe my, it was like a AirPods stopped working. It was weird. But yeah. So what are we labeling this as? I mean, what do you like? So you're listening to what I think. Do you still think the same thing? Just it's some people you just don't know who it is, but they're there to shut oh, people so, up. Oh, okay. So I definitely believe that they're a thing. I just don't. I don't believe they're extraterrestrial until proven wrong. Until I, I feel like I will learn a lot more in the Project Serpo. Maybe. I don't know if there's really a lot of Men in Black stuff in there. Oh, there's a whole chapter of it right there. I'm just joking. No. But I mean, it's the same thing that happened with Roswell. Except the thing is with Roswell is there was a shit ton of different versions of the story. Yeah. You know, and, we just kind of had a piece and people what it made try sense. to shine more light on it than this, of course. Oh yeah. Well, like Men in Black, I think people just kind of put to the side. Right. Well, it's it all started with that comic book, The Men in Black. Yeah, it got it got famous off of that. So, I will say that I think uh, Hollywood and just graphic novels or anything like that. The the, the uh, what it, I don't know why I can't even think of this word just um mass media stuff like that 
I have no idea what. Basically, in, anyways, that kind of pop culture. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, pop culture basically, I feel like made it, made it to what it is today. Maybe the Men in Black are the reason why the movie's there. Maybe. No, not really. But maybe you know, if we don't know how powerful they could be. I mean, Shit. we don't. More power than the president, for all we know. I mean, they were able to literally go onto a Navy vessel and boss everybody around. Right. They all t- said, yes, sir. Like, they all took orders from them. How, how does that happen? Right. They didn't show them anything. They just did it. Took all their cameras away. So that's not, that, it's just weird. It's just confusing. But I definitely enjoyed looking at it. I think that they're... I don't think they're from another planet. Well, I mean, I guess half of them are from another planet. <laughs> if I think that... I, did, I, I think that some of them are, like... It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if aliens are here that half of the men in black are extraterrestrial. Right? Like, that would make sense. But you should check it out in Project Blue Book, the, the TV show. Yeah, he they, did He has, like, a couple uh, encounters with him. Well, that's all I have on it. That all you have? That's all I got. All right. Well, until next time. Oh yeah. I mean, it's lead into pod. Yeah, lead into another one. It'll be fun. We'll catch you guys next time. All right. Thank you. You've been climaxed.